Hi, I'm Erin. Hi, I'm Dean. Welcome to Are You Living or Existing podcast. Discussing the game of life in your 20s. Featuring people from around the world and all walks of life. All answering one question. Are you living or existing? Join our journey. Hi guys, I'm Aaron. What's up guys, I'm Dean. Welcome to Are You Living or Existing? Podcasts featuring our special guest of the day, Trisha Byrne. Let's go for that, Patricia. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited no to be here. Yes. Well, today's topic is identity in your 20s, finding who you are and where you want to be. So... Kadeem, lead us off. First and foremost, Trisha, how are you doing? Doing actually pretty well. I'm on a annual leave from work right now. So I had last week off and I go back to work on Thursday, but I've been spending like the last week and a half doing some different things around Cork City. Mm. By different things, I mean trying out new cafes and walking to new <laughs> parks because there's not much to do during this lockdown, but Overall, I'm feeling good, feeling very refreshed and looking forward to getting back to work on Thursday. That's good. That's good. I've noticed you said Cork, so I'm assuming you're in Ireland right now. Yes, I am. I am in Cork. I've lived here since I was a Victory Scholar in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to give, I can go into a little bit more detail on go into my, detail. a little bit of my background. Go into detail. You, and I, I guess it's fitting you. because... <laughs> fitting because Kadeem, you don't we don't really know each other that well but I don't know how much Aaron has told you but I went to College of the Holy Cross in Worcester Massachusetts mm -hmm. for four years of undergrad and when I graduated from college I applied for Victory Scholar program in Sport Changes Life and was accepted and was the year of 2018 to to 2019 so I came over in 2018 played for Brunel the team that Aaron played for and did the masters at CIT and graduated in 2019 from CIT and during that time I was going through I was looking for international job opportunities because I knew that the master's graduate visa gave you work eligibility in Ireland mm -hmm. so basically when I got into the country I was like thinking ahead like thinking oh here I am now, but they would be really cool to get this international work experience simply to like improve my resume and have like leverage upon returning to the United States. But like the first few weeks of classes, there were, there was a career fair and I like really sought out different companies to pursue a job with, ended up getting like a few interviews with Apple and got a job offer for July of 2019. And then, so I spent my, spent my second year in Cork working for Apple, which has its European headquarters, just like probably like two, two and a half miles away from where I live right now. Mm -hmm. And 
worked for Apple while living more of like a normal life, I guess, in Cork. I wasn't playing basketball at the time. Mm -hmm. So lived here um, until, I guess I had the first role until March 2020. Mm -hmm. Actually, about a year ago today was when I was in the office as like our final day pre like COVID-19. Yeah. And it was like, this is our last day here. And my manager had previously offered me like an extension to this contract to stay for another year. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was still thinking I wanted to go back to the States. I wasn't like really thinking I was going to take this job offer, but it was like COVID-19. Oh my God. I got to like make a few decisions. So like I sat in the office on this day last year saying, okay, I'll take the job, but I also need to go back to the States tomorrow. <laughs> so then it's, I guess this is a, this is a long winded answer to like how I'm doing and what is in Cork, but I lived in the States for the summer mm-hmm. and I worked Irish hours in the States, which was great to work, like to be with my family and just to like spend good quality time with my siblings and my parents, despite the circumstances. But then come August of 2020 last year, Cork um, workers were going back into the office. Mm-hmm. So I came back, started working back in the office here, still was in like the mindset of how do I plan my like return to the United States yeah. for job opportunities? Yeah. And we can get into that later. But that brings me to where I am today, basically, and still working for Apple here in Ireland and involved with a different basketball club, but um, really enjoying my time and really like loving my abroad experience. That's that's great. That's a great backup. First and foremost, you can help Erin with a backup storage on her phone for Apple because she says she needs more storage. <laughs> She's been talking definitely about need storage. Literally <laughs> on my phone right now recording. First, my mic dropped. I was talking. <laughs> but yeah, Trisha is literally the GOAT. You heard, you heard it here first. She really is. Um, Takes one to know one, I think. <laughs> so, Dee, do you ask the first question or let's get into the conversation? No, nah, I got to ask the question. You have to ask mm-hmm. the question. You do. You, do. you got to ask the question. You gave us the whole background. Mm-hmm. Ireland, Apple, you played basketball like myself and Aaron, of course. You went to Holy Cross. Mm-hmm. But the one question we got to ask right now, currently, when you're in Ireland, are you living or existing? This is such a great question. And I love that it's the title of the podcast. And it's it's very difficult because I asked myself this question when Aaron showed me the first the first episode of your your podcast, your launch. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely thought, you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm living despite the circumstances because I like feel good. You know, I've, I've developed some pretty good habits throughout like the pandemic, whether like, like working out habits, eating habits, like mindfulness habits and staying consistent with those habits has made me feel very good. And I think, you know, like I get up early, I, you know, do all my job. I work out, I get outside. 
I like go for swims at the ocean. I know it's beyond my 5k, but oh, well on Sunday morning. So I felt I'm living. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I like just recently when I had this time off, Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, what am I going to do differently? Like, I feel like I'm fulfilling all the things that I want right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was thinking like, how am I going to switch this up anymore than I've already like switched this up? How am I going to like challenge myself in another element of my life? and like given the circumstances yeah and so basically me and one of Aaron like mine and Aaron's friend that Aaron used to live with Stella I don't know if she's told you about her but we both had time off at the same time so when we dropped Aaron off last week on Wednesday to go back home we said like all right let's just try like a bunch of like let's go on a new walk let's try on like a new cafe and I'm a person who likes to be very structured just because I think that's just how I'm conditioned and I like to, you know, like set goals and like accomplish goals. And sometimes when I like live outside of those habits or routines, I feel like I'm a little bit disoriented or I'm not like on the right path, but we decided like to take the week to be spontaneous and like do different things, try like different foods, go to like different cafes, walk to new parks. And this, we both just felt this feeling of like, wow, we feel so alive. And it was such a different feeling than what I was like experiencing the last eight months that I've been here, mm-hmm. that it made me, made us both reconsider the question, have we actually been living or just existing in these like mundane routines that we fulfill Monday through Friday? Mm-hmm. So I think it gave me like a new, like lease of life. And now going forward into like my next week of work, I realized that, okay, yeah, maybe I'll spend this like Monday through Friday in my routine, but how Mm -hmm. do I ensure that like on Saturday and on Sunday, I'm doing something like radically different. Like I'm experimenting with myself so that I can like live and experience something new outside of my routine. That's a very good answer because a lot of us, you know, we love routines. We love getting into the, you know, the flow of things, but sometimes we can get too into our routines, we forget like, all right, we can do other things outside of this. You know, if you Mm -hmm. do it day in and day out with the routine, you might like Trisha said, you know, forget about other things that may be going on, like morning walks or even, you know, trying out new cafes. But that's that's good that you you realize that and you're able to, you know, find out next time now you can make a little switch. Lovely answer. Definitely. To add on to that too, with Kadeem and you said too, Trisha, do you feel like in terms of routine, because I'm, I'm also in the type of that of my morning routines and winning my mornings. Can we also say, let's play, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. In terms of routine, is it something that's just always comfortable and we know, and that stems into our, our identity of building who we are based off of our routine. And if we break that, will we have the fear of the unknown of what, not only tapping into new stuff that we may like and dislike, but also things that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. to pick up to grasp with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we when we find out this routine that we enjoy and things are going well, it's like tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick to this routine because I'm, you know, I'm crushing it. I'm feeling good. Like this is great. But I think a part about like finding your identity and being in your twenties is the 
it's creating the space that we could experiment that this one routine might be great, but there are also other routines that might work for me as well. And that might be healthier or might be mm-hmm. better suited for that week or that time of year. For instance, could you say like the morning walks mm-hmm. uh, last week? So I walk at lunch and I love to walk at lunchtime to like, you know, get outside, like rain or shine, get outside, get those steps in and just, you know, get away from the desk. (laughs) (laughs) And last week when we dropped off Aaron, Stella and I, it was like early in the morning, probably eight o'clock, Stella and I, it was like raining and we're like, let's go for a walk. So we walk and I'm like, this feels so good. Like I didn't have a coffee yet. I, I love coffee. Mm-hmm. I didn't have coffee yet. Like we're just outside, like enjoying this walk, feeling good. And then the next day we decided like get up and like walk like pretty far to a cafe. Mm-hmm. But it made me think, oh, like this is a, this is like the exercise in the morning. That's makes me feel good. Like it's nice. The sun's getting up earlier. I'm able to be mindful. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I'm like, oh, well maybe this will help me like change it up a little bit for next week. And in- instead of getting up in the morning and like journaling, or reflecting, like yeah. get up and go for a walk mm-hmm. and see how that activates a different part of your, yourself that you then realize that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it me or is it you, Kadeem? You take, take this one. You got it. Because I have a, I have a way to go. You got, a, you got a lot to ask. I can see in your eyes you want to ask a lot. So just continue to ask. You want to have the open conversation of... um within because I, I would because then it taps into you know the next i'm on i'm on a zoom call bj i'm no i don't bring in bj bring in bj you can't even talk you're gonna get massive tattoos i'm sorry good morning uh-huh uh he's a character um wait what what tattoos did you say he said comes in you want to get massive tattoos i'm like good morning sir how are you today it's 10 a.m <laughs> like you didn't even see me today yet what, what um, tattoos are you gonna get i'm not getting a tattoo i don't know why he said that <laughs> <laughs> he says it's just random i don't know if he's get, he doesn't have a tattoo i don't know what's wrong do you not want to get it why don't you want to get a tattoo yeah why not i'm severely scared of needles i oh. that's me like i haven't even gotten a flu shot in the last seven years that's so bad to say, especially during this time. Yeah, but, I don't think that was the right thing to say right now. <laughs> no, but why, are you, why, why are you scared of needles? Yeah, why are you scared? It hurts. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's not I that bad. I don't like it. And then I can't, I'm, I went with some of my teammates to get tatted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any tattoos. But even then, like, just watching the needle repeatedly just stab into your skin. I love tattoos looking at them, but I don't yeah. think they're for me. I don't. I, don't, I can't endure that pain. I mean, you don't have to wash the needle, kind of, you know, going on your skin. You feel, well, of course, hundred percent. Yeah, that's not. I don't know. My pain tolerance is very low. Trisha, do you have any uh, any tattoos? I don't have any tattoos. No, I think uh, one time I like saw this like, quote. I really like quotes. Yeah. And and I saw like a quote that someone had a quote on their arm or leg and I remember saying to my parents like oh that'd be a great quote like to get on like as tattoo and I just remember my mom being like you could tattoo that on your brain (laughs) wow I was like you know what wow so yeah so 
that's resonated with me because I think it's true. I think there's like every phase of life, you're always, you're probably going to want something different added. Well, at least I would, cause I'm like changing a lot. And then I remember my grandpa and uncle used to have tattoos and their skin got really wrinkly mm-hmm. and they used to get real upset. Like my, that their tattoos didn't have the shape that they used to once be Yeah. as an old person. So, wow. Well, based I think on, they're cool. Based on some of this conversation about tattoos, do you think your physical appearance has something to do with in terms of your overall identity? I was going to do that. <laughs> I was going to ask that Really? So I didn't know where you were going with it. You know, I cut the alley. You got Latricia finish what she was saying. So I was, wait, I was yeah. waiting for the right moment to what? ask the question. Yeah, also just feel like you cut me off whenever because I know I go on tangents. But do, do you guys think that, though? Do you guys think that when we talk about identity and mm-hmm. finding out who you are, knowing basically, like what Trisha said, like your routine in terms of, too, what you like, what you dislike, that's mm-hmm. all a part of finding who you are. Yeah. You think your physical appearance plays a huge part in your overall identity of who you are or even an effect in terms of how you talk to yourself and just even your day-to-day, not only routines, but decisions. A hundred percent. It plays a huge role in your confidence, which is huge, you know, and I'm not saying what other people think about you, just what you think about yourself and how you carry yourself. Because have you guys ever heard the phrase, look good, feel good, or look good, play good? Yes. Yes, we did disagree with that statement. You disagree with it? Because I, you know, when I was at 20 Piac, uniform, fresh, hair done, looking good, they liked it. (laughs) Played terrible. But But then some of the games, like, when I do feel good in terms of just, like, even in that is identity as well, when you think about it. Like, when you go into a game and you're not wondering... I think for, for me, identity is the source of my own mental game. Mm-hmm. So when I cut out the expectations of others, when I cut out um, other people's opinions, when I cut out the negative, the self-doubt, and I start living for me and playing for me and working for me, that's when I really truly find out who I am. But when you constantly have that, third person perspective of looking into your life mm-hmm. instead of looking at yourself in first person, especially when you know we, we're in our 20s, we're constantly worrying about our future at some point. But when you look at your future in first person, you start living for you mm-hmm. and you actually start living mm-hmm. and you cancel out the limitations within yourself. You cancel out the self-doubt, but most importantly, you don't have really any confusion or you limit your confusion of who you are. But that's just my personal opinion of like that. So when I do that, because yeah. we're all human, we're all going to like, you know, slip up here and there. But when I consistently do that, that's when I play better. When I'm not thinking about my coach going to pull me, mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about what the fans, if I'm going to miss this shot yeah. and I'm just staying in the moment and it's like poetry, you know, you know, when you have those games where everything's flowing and you don't even think about it. And at the end of the game, you're like, you win or you had a good game. It's literally like that in life. Like, you just, you have a good game in life. I mean, based off of the question you asked, though, on your personal appearance, Mm -hmm. I just think that, well, personally for myself, 
I know when I, you know, get a haircut or my outfit's on, on point, it gives you yeah. some, you know, good, yeah, drip. It gives you, it gives you some confidence. It plays a part in your identity in some, in some shape or form. It shouldn't be the end all be all, but at the end of the day, it is a part of you. And, you know, unfortunately people, when people look at you, you feel the type of way and it does play a role in it. But I think most definitely your, your physical appearance is, is a huge part of it. So with that question for both of you guys, based on what Kadeem said, so you say haircut and drip and all of that, right? Yeah. Are you getting dressed for you? Are you getting dressed to flex on the gram and for other people's opinions? Myself. For yourself. If it wasn't, so I would have had all the designer and be broke right now. I'm not going to lie to you. You said you have all the designer and be broke right now? If it wasn't for me, I would be broke. Heard you. Heard you. What about well, you? I think that's, that's, the, that's the important distinction. It's whether or not you have a pride in your in your appearance because it's what makes you feel good mm-hmm. like oh like getting your hair cut makes you feel good or you know wearing like your favorite new pair of shoes nice and clean makes you feel good or if you're trying to project an image to your peers mm-hmm. but I think this because physical appearance definitely contributes to mm-hmm. confidence for me but I think identity for me, I think about it more like if this is your identity, your fist is your identity mm-hmm. and you imagine it like in the middle of your stomach as your identity and everything around this identity is always changing. Like your hair is always going to be changing. Your clothes are always going to be changing. The environment that you're in is always going to be changing, but the real identity is how you build up that fist in the middle of your stomach. So say you get a really say you get a really shitty haircut you're like crap I know I have like team pics today and these are going to be all over social media how does your fist in the middle of your stomach react to that shitty haircut are you still going to be able to maintain that confidence or are you going to allow this external thing to influence your responsiveness or how your identity is then going to go on in that situation Mm -hmm. or if you you know are going like say COVID-19, like all these external factors that you can't control. Mm -hmm. Are you going to allow your like identity to be influenced by that and say, you know what? Like the entire world is taking a break. The entire world is complaining. So am I going to allow, you know, that fist in my gut to also complain or am I going to take the external experience and say yeah this is what's going on but how do I react to this or how do I experience the experience so for Mm. like I also think that because external factors are always changing whether that's like how you look you're not going to look like this forever right yeah what the latest trend is not going to look like is not going to be the same forever Mm. so And like, what a cool job is, isn't always going to be the same forever. So it's like stopping and asking yourself, do I like myself right now? Do I like myself right now? Or am I only going to like myself when I lose 10 pounds? Am I only going to like myself when 
I get a haircut because my hair looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Am I only going to like myself once I get a new pair of shoes or have enough money to get a Chanel bag or a Gucci belt? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very important thing to recognize about identity because mm-hmm. there's going to be so many external factors about yourself and the environment that are out of your control. So how, at the end of the day, do you control like the fist in your gut? Mm. I think that was, that was really well put. Yeah. And you just knocked down my point because I really feel like it is about more about confidence when it comes to your physical appearance. So the way you put that was, was absolutely perfect. Mine will lie to you. That was great because identity definitely is something deep within you. You know, something that you work on throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Different experiences that you go through, you know, different trials and tribulations that you go through. Definitely try to tap into that identity of yours and, and get shifted a little bit. But much like the, you know, unlike the outside factors, you know, that core right there is where you're built. And I feel like as basketball players, I know I'm going to harp on this a lot. That identity is built with that. You know, we go through so much being a basketball player, especially at the D1 level sometimes that, you know, I'm going to tap into a lot of guys that I know right now currently, you know, don't have a, a pro deal. And their identity is so tied to the basketball. You can see like some of them not know what to do with themselves right now. You know, and I, I've had moments like that for myself. So with the whole, you know, your identity being your core, I think that is built from, it starts obviously from young and as you grow up and as we get to our twenties, we realize like, wait, maybe this isn't really who I am or there's more to me. So you have mm-hmm. to rebuild that because it's your core. You have to rebuild it in some way. And I think for us, it's, it's kind of, it's hard. It's hard to do. Trisha, I love I love that that metaphor. That was great. Loved it. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, in terms of what both of you guys just said, mm-hmm. especially with as we all lived overseas, mm-hmm. um, Trisha still lives overseas. I'm going back. Um, Kadeem will be back too. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Come back soon. Are you, uh, <laughs> you said I'm going back. I don't even have an answer. I don't. I don't get a choice. <laughs> um, have you guys ever felt? especially since it is that athlete title and um all three of us have definitely talked about this well i've talked about it with both of you guys the different accounts in terms of basketball is something you just do and not your full identity as an athlete but also have you ever felt that you lost your identity and if so like how did you find your find it back or are you still searching for it good question yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> I think after, after, I think pandemic, mm-hmm. pandemic when, you know, you're not playing, um, can't get a deal overseas or you just, it's a standstill. So you're like, what, what do I do next? What's happening? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think I lost my identity, but it made me do some real, real digging or inner, inner searching, right? Who, who are you, Kadeem? What are you gonna do? You know? mm. And that is scary to do because a lot of us don't wanna face who we really are. You know, if it doesn't, if it's not tied to money, it's not tied to materialistic things, cars, fame, clout, etc. We don't wanna tap into that at all. We run from it. And 
like I said in the, in the first episode, you know, dealing with your emotions and your feelings head on is the best thing you can do because you figure out a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. so, I don't think I was ever really, you know, lost or lost my identity, but I had to really dig deeper to figure out what it entails. Mm. Mm. What about you, Trisha? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Kadeem said. Just first of all, facing yourself and like dealing with your emotions head on. Mm -hmm. um, like for me, I think, you know, in college, I felt very, I felt very sure of myself because I felt like I was, you know, taking off all the boxes that a successful person is supposed to do. You know, a good scholarship to college, like be like I was a two year captain, like check, check. I'm a leader, you know, served mm -hmm. in the community, did a lot of like community service, like went to church every Sunday, like was very disciplined. And like, granted, I did have like some crazy like experiences in colleges, too, that are not for all right, let's say not. I don't like to have them as part of my identity, even though they are, even though they are. <laughs> but I think at that point, it was like, oh, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, right? When people are proud of me, I'm like feeling good. I've set my like, you know, I set my resume up. I'm, I'm going to have, I'll get a good job. Like, this is great. Mm -hmm. And I think coming abroad and doing something different than what my peers were doing or different than what was in like my plan to do after college was something that really helped me in like, like Dean's point, like facing who you really were because the last, you know, two and a half years that I've lived in Ireland, the space to experiment has been made available. And that's experimenting with, you know, like embracing the Irish culture of like drinking and playing and just like being like, you know, just like very different from what I was used to. So like partying with your coaches and like getting super drunk, having a great time or like meeting people from different parts of the world. So like engaging with people from different countries and people whose first language isn't English. So just like exposing yourself to that. And then I think it wasn't until probably November of this year for me, honestly, that I sat and like looked at myself and said like, slow, like slow the fuck down. Like, where are you going in this like race of, in this race of life, honestly, because I came, like I said, I was at home in the summer working mm -hmm. and talking with my family. I'm the youngest of four kids and they all live on the East coast. And it was like, all right, like I did my little stint in Ireland. Now, like what's next? What's next? Okay, what's next for me? What I had in my plan was work at Apple, European headquarter, makes sense to like try to get a job at the US headquarter. So in my mind, I was like, all right, that's what I should do. How do I get there? And when I started down this path, I was like networking. I'm trying basically to get back into Apple US. And I was encouraged by like a mentor to like start doing more self-development and discovery practices. So I don't know if either of you are familiar with like the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram tests. No, but I still haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, so, so 
Aaron hasn't done this Enneagram test, but Kadeem, I think you would like this. And I literally just got these two books. This is, I got some heavy reading to do, but this is the complete Enneagram. It's 27 paths to greater self-knowledge. But basically I'm talking to this woman and she says to take these tests. And I, my immediate reaction was, you know, I don't want to take these tests because I don't want to put myself in a box. And she said, this is just like, these are just data points on understanding yourself and your development a little bit better. Mm-hmm. so I took these tests like and I took it I think I like if you t- told me to took this in co- to take this in college I would have taken it with the answers of like the person that I want to be not the person that I am mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. ended up ended up taking the tests and did like a lot of self-reflection and still doing like a lot of research on like personality types in the way that were like constructed and conditioned to think a certain way mm-hmm. and if we actually allow ourselves to like slow down our process and sit with ourselves and sit with our emotion and sit with our uncertainty rather than thinking like we should be doing this or society is telling us to do a certain thing mm-hmm. then we'll learn so much and so it was basically at that point where I stopped and said why am I like what is my rush to get back to the United States is it my main priority is to be with my family. They're all on the East Coast. Apple Cupertino is the equidistant from Ireland to the East Coast. So it was that point that I realized that I was just extremely insecure, honestly, about my position working in Europe, thinking that, and this is the story I told myself that, mm-hmm. you know, people are probably thinking, oh, I'm like living a European lifestyle and like, just because I, I'm working for like the fake Apple. This is like stupid stuff I was telling myself. But basically when I allowed myself to like say, what the, what do I want to do? What am I enjoying? And realize that, wow, I actually love working here in Ireland. I've made, I've met so many cool people. I've allowed myself to, to think differently about so many different things. I love my coworkers. I have 29 days off of work a year. And then I said, you know what? I'm actually going to try to work here because fuck what my peers think. I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and whatever, I ended up pursuing a permanent job position that I ended up getting an offer for. But just long story short of trying to figure out like <laughs> that identity, I think it's really important to create the space and to create the space for yourself and to be comfortable enough to sit with your emotion and sit with yourself and face yourself. And you both should take the Enneagram. Kadeem. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about it. So I'll look into it. Aaron, unfortunately, I think that was targeted at you. It was, it was subs, but I'm going to take it. I definitely take it. I really like what you it said. It is $10. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. Um, wait, 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 like- wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. But not to be rude. I'm not trying to cut you off or nothing like that, eh? You know, but you didn't answer the question. <laughs> oh, the oh, true, true. You lost. Um, you think you've lost your identity, or that's what's going on with you? I definitely felt like at one point in life, I would say graduating Quinnipiac, mm-hmm. I definitely lost a hundred percent everything of who I was. It wasn't more like I lost. I just never really knew who I was beyond Quinnipiac. Because I never really got a time to sit 
with the uncertainty, like Trisha said, and like think about who I was. Like I just knew that at Quinnipiac, I was playing basketball and I knew like that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really know and explore other avenues within myself that I'm capable of. And I think that also, too, I, I went through an injury. So all my life I was playing basketball, sacrifices you made, and I tore my MCL. And I didn't, you know, couldn't sign an agent or anything. And then I did Sports Changes Life, mm-hmm. which really helped me. I feel like Sports Changes Life really helped me identify who I was mm-hmm. and, like, who I am today in terms of knowing that I'm more than just – playing the sport the perspective sport that I'm playing but also that I'm able to figure out more that I want to do um and I think just being overseas and it goes into Erickson's eight stages of life of like intimacy versus isolation I think me isolating myself from not only circumstances that I was just in, but also the environment I grew up in helped me really find my identity. Just because even now being home in a pandemic, you know, it's easy to be subjected back into your friend group that you love so much, but everyone isn't even on the same type of mindset that I'm on now, you know? So I wouldn't be able to grow and sit, especially in the pandemic, you know, Trisha, me and you, we definitely had our conversations of mental health and, you know, me going through it and just sitting with the unknown and facing it head on by myself with like people around me. But in terms of just battling that you versus you mentality and being the best version of your previous self, not even in terms of who you were that at that stage, but just each stage that, you know, you're keep progressing and keep trying to compete against that version of you. So I think that really helped in me finding my identity in terms of eliminating the factors that created a negative space. And that's even in myself, eliminating the versions of me that kept putting in that self-doubt, that kept saying, you know, you can't do it. Um, you need to do this. And eliminating trigger words, I think, for me, like can't and need are two trigger words for me that I brings me back into a space that even Trisha, we've had this conversation when you said that version of you still can live in you, but it's up to you if you feed that wolf. And it's true in terms of that part of me was very uncertain. That part of me was very lost, um, not knowing where I want to go, seeking out mentors who keep telling you the same thing. You know, you have time, you have time and you don't feel like you have time. You're like, I need to get in now. But sometimes you do have time. You need to sit, take a break from everything mm-hmm. and serve time within yourself to find out what you like, who you are, what is what is your passion in terms of like, what do you like to do? Not even in terms of just like career wise, you know, finding your passion, finding your passion of what you like to do, go on walks. I didn't even know I, I like nature walks until I came to Ireland and we were going nature walks. I'm from the city. We don't do that. After this podcast, we're going to a two hour walk on <laughs> the cross island. So like even stuff like that. And yeah. then now, you know, when you always say you're a product of your environment, I don't believe you're a product of your environment. I believe you create your environment. You know, I used to believe that, especially in the college basketball bubble, you're like, you know, everything is coming at you. I want you like, I'm a product to this, but you create it, you know, like, and I think my identity now is so solid where 
I do definitely still have my self-doubts and limitations stuff, but it's still something that I acknowledge and I can continue to work on within me. But it's so solid that even when I'm coming back now and, you know, my friends are hitting me up like, hey, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, let's go on a nature walk. They're like looking at me crazy. And they're like, all right, if that's what you want to do. And now you're bringing people into your world and your environment and putting and having them think differently because you are now a whole new person, a whole new identity. And now they don't even love you for not only the old version of you, but they now love the new version of you. And that's true friendship. And that's true everything in terms of like knowing yourself, knowing your worth, Mm -hmm. knowing how you love yourself and allowing people with friendship, relationships, parents, even to Mm -hmm. allowing them to participate in that new version of you. That is, it gives the key to what you just said though. The key to what you said is you have to have an open mind. You can't Mm -hmm. figure out anything that you just mentioned without having an open mind. And it's great that you have one, A, but the scariest thing is a lot of people don't have that. You know, they're so narrow-minded, they can't think like, what if I try something new? I might like it, you know? I might like nature walks. I might like drinking coffee. I might like, I might like switching to tea. But if you don't open your mind a little bit and, you know, experience new things and be willing to do that, then it's gonna be hard to, to you know, to find out what you really do and don't care about or like you know but i'm glad that you were able to do that open your mind up a lot you like nature walks nature walks are great right but what you just said kadeem too people are closed-minded but i think that a lot of people attach themselves to their old trauma and experiences oh, yeah. and struggle to separate themselves from that version of them mm-hmm. because they're scared of the unknown of who they actually are mm-hmm. and I think that's the whole essence too of not everyone in our 20s but a lot of people in 20s even late teens in terms of the identity versus real confusion of Erickson but also in terms of actually isolating yourself from social media isolating yourself from things that are so familiar and people's other people's opinions mm-hmm. because they don't want to know who they are because it scares the hell out of them it is so scary but Mm -hmm. if they become self-aware they will literally stop existing and actually live and enjoy life and every component of life instead of always just going through the motions of you know this and that man it's scary to tap into that inner self man I feel like both of you have done a great job so far doing that. You know, I love what Trisha said. We're going to touch back on that, how she realized, like, maybe I, I actually really love it out, out here in Ireland. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I, what, I, what I care about. And even down to the fact how you said you wanted to work in the States for Apple, but it wasn't even close to your family. So you're like, why am I, you know, busting my ass so much to work over there when I really want to be in my family, when I even love it here in Ireland? You know, and that realization is like an aha moment. Like, aha, that makes sense. But that's that's great that you you connected to that. You realize that, A, I'm, I'm glad you're doing nature walks. You know, it's, how many, <laughs> time off, how many nature walks are you going to in the city though? Are you doing any? In the city? Well, I've been home since Wednesday. Um, I went on a walk Saturday. Today I'm doing a two hour walk. 
that's on the cross side. There's like there's paths in this, you know, there's paths, but you know, there's the cars honking and everything. It's not gonna be like Ireland nature walk, Trisha. It's not gonna be, you know, just the 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 bees buzzing in the back. It's definitely gonna be um a lot of horns and stuff, but it's still scenery, you know. And eliminate your phone, you know, and just enjoy being in the present moment. Turn your phone off is key. It's key. But anyways, guys, that's enough time for us. Mm-hmm. Trisha, I want to say thank you for joining this. We appreciate any guests we get. You know, bottom of our hearts, we thank you. You know, gave us great content, great advice. I learned a lot. I didn't even know about that. What's it called? The Anagram book? I didn't know about that. That's, come on, you got to put me on, man. That's true. You got to send us the link. I actually want to take the test. Um, I definitely want to take the test. But, you know, Trisha, especially your metaphor with the knot. Now I'm thinking about that. Like, I'm going to be thinking about that. Exactly. It's in my head right now. Like, you're right. You know? Well, well, first of all, thank you guys. I'm sad this conversation's ending. I think I could talk to you guys for days. But... Yeah, I think I only realized that not, I made that up myself because for me, I've had so many fluctuations. Like I gained probably like 15 pounds, maybe even like actually probably 20 pounds. <laughs> I don't feel like And then, <laughs> but, and then just like, even like a job, having a job is like status. It's like, all right, what are you going to do if you're, this fat forever or what are you going to do if you don't have this like super cool job how are you going to feel about yourself so yeah I think it's a it's a good one to sit with but um thank you guys so much I would love to do this again even off the record if you guys have time just because I like your I like your energy as Aaron would say yeah and you guys are great minds and it's awesome to talk with people who are invested in self-growth so yes i'm i'm excited for this podcast definitely, definitely. before we end last we we asked at the beginning are you living or are you existing yes or no or li- living or existing you gotta answer it i say i'm living hey but however i think there's there it's like a hybrid i think it's a hybrid because yeah it's a bit of a hybrid Mm -hmm. but I'm still trying to figure out myself my identity and I'll keep you guys posted (laughs) hey definitely keep us posted continue to grow okay thank you guys for listening watching whatever it may be you know hopefully you guys follow us on TikTok at living underscore Zixon Subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all the above. You can follow us on IG. Trisha, do you mind if we put your IG on here? Of course. Yeah, I'm off social media for lunch. However, I miss it. And I'll be back. But my Instagram is Trisha C. Byrne. Perfect. Perfect. I'll be right there. there Most importantly, hey, hey, I got this one. I got you. Watch this. Watch this. So, if you guys are listening, watching, whatever it may be, ask yourself this most important question. You guys probably know it by now, but still, ask yourself, are you Mm -hmm. living or existing? Exactly. He said it.